Hi, this is Eileen Perez. You're listening to the CBH Podcast. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. That's loud. Oh, Thursday, August 19th, and you're listening to the CBH Podcast. Good morning. A little late, but you know I'm on Chicago time. I always relate everything to the East Coast time. I mean, there's plenty of people that download in California, and this is still early for them. Um, that was Eileen Perez right there, one of my one of my favorite people in the whole world, really. And um, uh, she's out in San Francisco right now, about to debut Tosca, her debut as Tosca, uh, which I have a feeling is going to be phenomenal. And and uh, I wish I could see it. I wish I could be a part of it. And, uh, you know, Fobbs is in there and Solomon's in there and it's just a heck of a cast and, and um, what a great way to start their season. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Um, rehearsals here have flown by. It's only, uh, it's Thursday. Somehow it's already Thursday. And um, there's something about, you know, uh, you know I've only worked with um, the director, David McVicker, a couple of times and I always forget um, the level of energy and magic that he brings into the room and you know by the second day uh i saw i walked in on a, a chorus rehearsal in progress and the ladies chorus and they, they're sitting all across the stage in these um pews i'm not giving away too much there you know church pews but um within a matter of minutes he had this chorus doing things i've never seen them do before um he's choreographed aggressive synchronized moves while singing. And I know choruses should be capable of this, and I know many of them are, and clearly the lyric opera chorus is. But I can't remember seeing it so quickly. I can't remember seeing the energy being drawn out of people so quickly. And it makes perfect sense. It You just have to have the right person and team standing in front of them. Uh, they were producing immediately. It's infectious. Uh, uh, David, I'm, and I'm not talking out of school here. Plenty of people have worked with him. Um, he has an energy that is palpable. It's, it, you see it. You feel it. He's got his shoes off. He's running all over the place. Whatever emotion he's looking for, he shows you. He shows you three times and with the exact energy and intensity that he wants, proving to you that it's possible. And proving to you that you don't need to be self-conscious. Um, just he, he is so open in the immediacy of the emotion. And he can go from one to the next in a second. And he shows it to you. It's in his eyes. It's in his pauses. It's in his, it's in his voice. And, and he knows every word, every note, every, the whole thing. There, there's nobody more prepared in the room. And when somebody is like this, when somebody has this kind of energy, when somebody has this kind of focus and drive towards the product, you let go. You completely trust what they're saying. And then you find a place. You find a place where you understand uh, the, the, the way and he has this going, the, the angle of the scene, the, the, the subtext of the subtext, as it were. And, and he doesn't talk like that. That's not, that's, you know, that's, that's, um, ethereal bullshit, you know, that, that's, that's, um, uh, you know, graduate school stuff, but he's, he has, he knows enough. He knows the Shakespeare cold, of course, 
and he knows enough about what we're saying more than anyone else in the room, literally more than anyone else in the room. Uh, and you, once you line up with what his idea is, and he's not against you having an idea by any stretch, but you better fucking sell it <laughs> and you better show it. And when you find this, this kind of happy place where you take an artistic um, impulse and he likes it, God damn, is that rewarding? I mean, it's like it's like when a maestro smiles at you at the end of a cadenza. It's just that sort of satisfaction as an artist, where you go, "Wow, we're we're almost we agree in this moment." I came up with something, and we agree. And man, just just having one of those a show is pretty rare. <laughs> and if you can get one, you can live on that. You can live on that. And then if they ask you to, you know, crawl on all fours and bark like a dog. <laughs> You sort of have to because they gave you the other thing, and <laughs> you know. But but uh, you know, not that that would come to pass. But if it did, I would trust wholly that that's what it was supposed to be, and that is so remarkable. It's so rare. It's so. I trust that this will be one of the best things I've ever been a part of, and I and I don't say that lightly. You know, you've heard me talk about the Billy Bud in San Francisco. Um, uh, th- this is going to be right up there and we're only four days into this. We're only four days into this and I know this will be one of the best things I've ever been a part of. And I'm dead by page 120. Uh, you know, I suspect that I'll come back as a bloody ghost, but uh, I'm done singing early and I still think this is going to be one of the best things I've ever been a part of. And uh, once you put Sandra into the mix of that uh, and the and the the focus of the room, everybody is all pointed in the same direction. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants to be back in the room, in the theater, doing what we do. I haven't seen any eyes roll yet. <laughs> and in opera, there's more drama backstage usually than on stage, but not now. I don't sense it. I sense everybody facing the same direction. No eye rolling. And 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 believe me, uh, there's plenty of people in every opera house. That's guilty of the eye roll and the eye roll comes, you know, usually on the second day and you can sort of see it out in the chorus where they're being herded in and somebody says a, a snarky remark and, have, you know, four people chuckle. It's just, a, it's a habit. It's a terrible habit. And, and then they, they sort of one up each other in the eye roll snarky remark and it, and it, they don't think that it has an effect on the room, but it does. Um, and, and I haven't seen even an ounce of that. And I think the reason is is that David uh, makes sure, he makes sure that everybody in the room, everybody on the stage knows why they're there and why they are important and not just 7th mezzo or 13th tenor from the left. Um, You know, it's not, uh, uh, everybody in the room is important. He knows everyone's name. He knows what he's done with them in the past. He has this incredible memory or, or ability to memorize, where he's he's made every last foot soldier, actor, supernumerary, chorister, everybody, everybody in the room. There's no small acting. Everybody is in this. And he needs you to know why you're there. And if you don't know, he's going to tell you. And, and you're going to have to show him. Uh, and I think that's how he gets all the energy in the room focused in one direction. I mean, how often at the end of a rehearsal do you, does the group, uh, you know, spontaneously break out in applause? It's, it, it doesn't happen a lot. I'm here to tell you, I've done a lot of shows now. Uh, (laughs) 
there's usually people looking at the clock and looking at the clock and they can't wait for it to be done and they're thinking about dinner and they're thinking about getting on a train or whatever whatever is in their head they're they're already checked out it's just not the case in a david mcvicker production uh, I think we're going to blow the audience's mind. I think we're going to sell the shit out of this thing. That's my prediction. It, it, you know, opening night will be one thing. I don't, I don't know that it's going to be to the rafters. I hope it is. Uh, but when that review hits the next day, the thing is going to be sold. There's no doubt in my mind this is going to be a monster. Uh, it's, like, it's like he doesn't set out to make Macbeth. He doesn't set out to make a great Macbeth. I think when he begins... He says, I'm going to make the best Macbeth that has ever been done. I think that's where he starts. I think that's his bar. And that's his goal. And when your goal is so uh, out there, man, you might get close. You might go past it. It's the only chance you have is if that's your goal. And I believe in my heart that's what he's done. And I'm here to say right now that if I could just be a part of one person's productions for the rest of my career, it would be David McVicker. And that is not a bullshit. I'm not, I'm not kissing anybody's ass. I'm sure he doesn't listen to this. Uh, I, I, that, this will not get back to him. I would sign on right now to only be in David McVicker productions if he's going to be in the room building the show. Uh, that's, that's, that's my thought. It, he's, he's, he's that good. He's that good. Uh, there's an intensity about him, but it's not intimidating. There, there is a loudness about him, but it's not yelling. If that makes sense, he's just—he has the energy and the focus of somebody who knows what he wants, and what he wants is brilliant. He wants brilliance out of everyone, and he's going to get it. He will get it. Uh, I, I think he has a lot of say over who gets to be in the cast, or at least some influence uh, on some of the roles. Uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk out of school, but I, I have a feeling that, uh, you know, if you're going to be in one of his shows, you sort of have to pass uh, a certain level, a, a certain, a certain test. And, um, you know, which is helpful, but, uh, I think you could put, uh, you know, three clowns and a mime in front of him and he could put up Macbeth. I really do. Uh, I'm, I, I can't say it enough. And maybe I haven't felt the ire. Maybe in a, maybe in a week he'll dress me down in front of everyone, and then I'll say, ah, rah, rah, rah. but but uh, <laughs> that has not been my experience with him. Um, my experience is if you're prepared and willing to work, you're going to have a fantastic time. Uh, I you know it, it, it's so funny how reputation works in this business, and somebody will say, oh. This singer's difficult. This maestro's this maestro's mean. This director is demanding. You know, you, you hear these things, and then you and then you meet them, and you have your own experience with them, and it's nothing like what you heard, or it's nothing like what you thought it might be. Um, you know, I've I've come into sh- some shows ready to do battle. Uh, you know, I, I have been pre-warned about a maestro and they will insist upon this tempo and you could forget about Rubato and he doesn't care if you can breathe or not. And he's, you know, you hear, you hear these, these things in your, in your mind, you've, you're, you've showed up ready for battle and then you realize oh, this is actually a very easygoing person and they do want those things and they do want to create together. And, 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 you know, just hearing one person's bad experience, it's like, it's like going on Yelp. And, uh, and believing the, the one person that says it was the worst pizza I ever had in my life. Like you just, <laughs> maybe conductors and directors need like Yelp reviews. I think singers do too. We just, you need, we need like a grading system so that, you know, when you do have a bad experience or you do blow up at somebody and, and I've had moments too in rehearsal where I've, where I've lost my temper momentarily, you know, no big deal. Uh, uh, it usually has a lot to do with safety, um, 
the couple of times a sword has been swung a little too close to my face uh, in in an improvised moment. That that sort of stuff makes me nuts. Uh, safety this is generally a, generally my problem. Uh, but there's plenty of people who blow up when they're not quite prepared and they're getting frustrated or or a director will shout down an assistant stage manager even though that's not really where his um, uh, or her, uh, you know, that's not where their anger really needs to be directed. It's just an outlet. And so when you have these moments, it really it really shouldn't um, tell the whole story. We should all be allowed these these um, these terrible pizzas. <laughs> If you make a thousand pizzas, eventually one's going to fall on the floor and you're going to serve it to somebody and it's going to be the worst one they ever had. That's, <laughs> that's all there is to it. I'm all for a, 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 an artistic Yelp. <laughs> Does that exist? <laughs> three and three quarter stars, you know, would definitely come back. Would definitely recommend. Uh, wasn't there a Black Mirror episode about that where you just like everything had a had a grading system? Every interaction with somebody, you could grade them just like your Uber driver. <laughs> like when my Uber driver starts talking, I go, "Oh, you've chosen three stars today." <laughs> uh, I remember one time I was like, "Wait, my my Uber rating was less than five star. It was like four point seven eight or something." I said, "What?" <laughs> Who would have done this? You know, like what would have caused this? And, I, and you know, you find out it's just like you you close the door too hard, or you, um, uh, you, uh, you know, you distract them, or you question which way it was going, and somebody just they rub the wrong way, and they give you a bad grade. It's like what I'm saying with the with the directors and the maestros and the singers. We need to we need to have an average. Uh, this this show has been really uh, it's phenomenal, and and rehearsal goes by quick. Uh, plenty of times you're staring down six hours rehearsal and an hour into it, you're like, oh boy, oof, how long is this going to go on? Don't look at your watch. Don't look at your watch. Oh, you know, you feel like it's been an hour, but it's been 10 minutes, that kind of thing. It's not the case in this Macbeth. When rehearsal's over, we look around, we go, oh, oh, we're, we're done. We're done. And when there's, when there's three minutes left in rehearsal and the, and the, and the stage manager says, well, we have time to run it one more time. You normally have 80 people in the room who groan and a director who says, let's do it. And it's just not the case here. If we hear that we have three more minutes, I'm telling you, we jump to it. We can't wait to do it again. It's something. It really is something. Uh, the rehearsal process is going to end up being the most rewarding part of this. It's, it's, um, I sound like I'm gushing. Like I said, I, I doubt this will ever make its way back to David, but um, uh, it's just how I feel. It's how it's going. It's inspiring. It's, um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm motivated. I'm motivated to go even further and, and, uh, welcome this audience back. Welcome the Chicago audience back, get everybody back in there and just, just hit them right over the head with this unbelievable show. I went only a week into it. I'm selling it early. We haven't seen the rest of it. Maybe the whole thing takes a dump, but <laughs> I don't think so. Not after the first four days. Uh, I, I think we're in it. Yeah. The whole, the week has flown by. It's so it's it's so funny with um I feel like I've got a good bullshit meter. I uh, I can smell it quick. I can I can sense when somebody is bullshitting me. There's a tone, there's a nervous talking. Uh there's not one even sense tiniest little sense of that in this room. The preparation uh, from the production team is nothing short of phenomenal. It's an incredible team. Uh, 
there's no chance that anything, I mean, it, it's, it's brilliant. It really is truly brilliant. Maybe COVID had a, you know, gave us all enough time to really sit and think about this one, but, um, uh, I, I clearly can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> and every day, uh, like a maniac, because that's the only way I know how to do things is every day without breaking the train, without breaking the chain, excuse me. Uh, my Don Giovanni score is, is getting hammered into my head. There's only a couple of bite marks in it, so I haven't been that frustrated. Uh, but there's a lot. It's a lot of reset. Uh, it's a lot of reset, which, which is coming very, very quickly to me. But um, uh, the moments where you get to do, you know, where you get to sing, where you actually get to sing, are um, uh, challenging in their own right. There's no, there's, there's no great payoff for Don Giovanni. I mean, there's no great payoff in the... <laughs> in the dramatic uh, arc and there's no, there's no great payout, um, to sing. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm still finding this guy. I'm trying to figure him out. It's, um, it's not that he's unrelatable. It's, it's that, um, uh, uh I think he's completely unsympathetic, even in the moments where he's, where he's singing beautiful music. And clearly, uh, his, his, um, hunger for women is, is almost out of his control. It seems insatiable. It seems more than just uh, getting numbers. It's different. He he needs he needs people to fall in love with him, uh, which is an interesting aspect of it. I don't know that that makes him uh, sympathetic at all. Uh, I don't think he's sympathetic. I don't think so. I think I need to play him like just a cruel bastard. Uh, but there is a psychology in there that I'm still trying to figure out. Anyway, blah blah blah. Uh, I love you for listening. Um, this is episode 89. Please, you know, send me a message. Tell me to quit. Tell me when I'm supposed to quit this thing because I'm not going to be able to because I only know how to start things and then do them forever. <laughs> I'm great at starting things and I'm terrible at stopping things. I don't know how to stop. <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror and I go, get to it, asshole. <laughs> Everybody have a great week, a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. All right, thanks. Bye.
reminds me of Cher. She's always changing the color of her hair, but she don't use nothing that you buy at the store. She likes her hair too.